You're listening to Creative God, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you today. And today I want to reel us in. We are in a series right now called Creative God, uh, a series that's very close to my heart. I've always gone back to the very early Genesis chapter one creation story. I see the dots being connected and I pray that some of you are also seeing some of those dots connected. The first week we, we saw God at creation, Genesis chapter one in the beginning. Last week, we saw recreation in Christ, John chapter 1, in the beginning. So I hope some of those dots were beginning to be connected for you. And today, we are spending some time with a concept that I'm just calling mirror. It's called mirror. Today's uh, sermon is called Mirrors, where we get to see how we play our part in this creative and this recreative process of God as God's children. I invite you to uh, turn with me in your, in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18, or an applicable app on your smartphones, if you have one of those, uh, that works too. And it's also on the screen, if you have neither with you today. As we read, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, when you look into the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? I realize this is dangerous territory. We are, in fact, our own worst critics. Uh, when, When I look into the mirror, I see myself, but not as I'd like to see myself. I I have insecurities that I wrestle with, like most of us. As much as I hate to be vain or conceited, I have to admit... There's some things that I notice in the mirror that I just wish weren't there. I wish they weren't. My belly. That weird hair that's starting to grow out of my ears and my nose. You know what I'm talking about. That gray hair that's starting to come in up top. There's there's things uh, like how my chin is starting to resemble a bullfrog. There's certain things that I don't really like when I look into the mirror, I'll be honest. I think we could all be honest. But I try not to focus on those things. In fact, if I were to live my entire life without ever seeing a mirror, I would be better for it. Right? I'd be so much better off. Mirrors are not very forgiving. They're not. Mirrors are not forgiving. And and I've been fascinated with mirrors. They're pretty cool things, really. If any of you have ever seen a really old mirror, the way they droop down at the bottom... Uh, Because a mirror is not actually even a solid. It's a very slow-moving liquid. So I've been told. At least part of it. Uh, Actually, glass is. But also the other part. I'm going to get into that. Because to make a mirror, a glass mirror as we know them today, the common way to do that is you take a piece of glass and then you would pour silver down the back side of the glass and then you would paint a couple coats over top of that silver and boom, you have a mirror. That's how mirrors are made. That's why they're expensive. And mirrors are intriguing because they also come with superstitions, don't they? Like some people, like we we talked about James Joyce a little while ago and like Finnegan's Wake, you know, like mirrors, uh, once upon a time for like a funeral wake, they would cover the mirrors. Uh, There's superstitions with mirrors. Um, If you break one, what happens? Seven years of bad luck, right? Um, Horror movies, they depict very scary things popping out 
of mirrors. And a couple hundred years ago, mirrors, um, if a family member would, would be passing away, they would take the mirror and put it under their nose to see if they were still breathing, to see if there was still life. There's a lot of uses for mirrors. They were useful in, in mining situations, not going down deep, but to a certain extent, you could use mirrors to reroute light sources one to another, one place into another, so you could get some, what was a dark space now illuminated. Mirrors have so many great uses, but I've got to tell you, when I look into a mirror, that all fades away. I oftentimes see the harsh reality that the mirror shares, the extra belly fat. The blemish is on my cheek, the way the razor went a little too close on the left side, the way my one eyebrow is slightly asymmetrical. That's what I see. The mirror shows us ourselves. It shows us who we are. And before you get too frightened by this concept or just fall down entirely, I want you to know this. In today's culture, we have an app for that. We have an app for that. You don't like it? It's okay. We have an app for that. In the 80s, girls would walk around with their compacts. Some of you may remember. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's Maybelline. You know? They had their compacts. Today, today, we have our phones. Front-facing camera. Selfie, right? We have Selfie Sunday. If you don't like what you see, when you take your picture... We have an app for that. Just put a filter on it. You can remove that blemish. I can give you bunny ears. You can look like whoever you want to look like. You can face swap with your friend. That'll freak you out. Depending on your friend, more so (laughs) for others. It doesn't stop there, though. We don't just edit it. We can post it online once we do that. So everyone else gets to see us as we really are beneath all this reality, right? Beneath all this reality. They get to see who we really are. Our mirrors have become more forgiving than ever before, thanks to our front-facing cameras. They have an edit button on them. We can finally be happy with who we are, people. We can finally be happy with who we are without ever having to change a single thing. Hmm. You see what's happening. In culture, we're veiling our faces. And our scripture today says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, this verse may not mean much to me, it may, to you. It may, it may sound kind of weird because out of context, it's like, I don't understand, you know. But that veiling and that unveiling, it's actually referring to the Old Testament. It's referring to Moses. And some of you may remember we spoke about this one time before where Moses, when he actually received the Ten Commandments, he was in close proximity with God. And when Moses was in close proximity with God, he became nuclear. His face began to glow because the presence of the Almighty God actually was transported onto Moses' skin. He actually glowed. And the people that he was serving, they were like, whoa. Superhero in our midst. You know, and they were like, that's a guardian of the galaxy. He's glowing. What is this? Well, slowly, day after day, that glow began to fade away. 
That glow began to fade. So what did Moses do? He put a veil over his face so that the people couldn't see that the presence of God was leaving his skin. So that he could go on leading the people and they would be completely unaware of what was taking place. They would think everything was the same as it always was. Everything was picture perfect. Moses had the power of God on his face. On Facebook, on Instagram, Snapchat, with our little gadgets, don't you see, some of us, we're veiling our faces. Just like Moses, we are veiling, we are not secure with an unforgiving mirror. So we show the world what we want them to see. It's almost like we're embarrassed. Do you know who's not embarrassed? Those who are changing. Those who are transforming in a positive way. Those who are experiencing a life-changing transformation that they want the world to know about. It's like, I'm not going to cover up this blemish. I'm not going to cover up this extra little bit of fat on my side. Because next month, when you see me on Facebook, I'm not going to look like that. I'm changing. I want you to see me as I am. So you can really appreciate who I am becoming. That's what we see. There are people online doing that. They are unveiling their faces. And I don't know about you. I'm still kind of chucking my, my selfie and I'm, and I'm getting the angle right. And I'm posting less and less live videos in, in case I get a bad angle or something. But I want to just post it out there. The real me. This is who I am. Blemishes and all. And we all, who with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, we're being transformed. We are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So I'm going to pull it in a little bit. Our social lives, our social lives are one thing. Our comparing our bodies with supermodels because society says we should look like that. All of that set aside. If you're a Christ follower, whether you're just starting out or you've been walking uh, this, this walk for a long time, if you contemplate the Lord's glory, as you contemplate the Lord's glory, I pray that you remove the veil. Don't act better than you are more perfect than you are, just put it right out there. Stay away from the temptation of Instagram. Look into the mirror. Look into the mirror. Because you need to see who you really are for real. You need to see who you really are. Otherwise, a year down the line, after Christ has been transforming you into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, after that year, you won't see how far you've come. You won't. Some of that ever-increasing glory will have been lost on you. Then what? You're going to post about the blessings that you have in your life on Facebook, as you should, but those blessings have now been edited. You are veiling the work of God in your life. You're putting a veil on what God is doing in your life. When Christ died on the cross, oh, that veil in that temple was torn. Don't try to put it back up. Don't try to put it back up. It was removed for a reason. God said, here I am, bigger than any veil could ever cover. I'm at work. I am at work. So don't put a veil on the great things God is doing in your life. Look into the mirror. And as you look, do you like what you see? Pray that you start to. And it, 
if you find it hard, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about mirrors, just maybe as a consolation. Because this hit me. I was like, wow. We're all getting this wrong. At creation, way back in Genesis, God created humankind in their image, male and female, God created humankind. All this talk about us looking into a mirror and not liking what we see. How do you think God feels? Don't you get it? We were created to be image bearers of God. We're not supposed to look into a mirror. We're supposed to be a mirror. We are supposed to be a mirror. Have you thought about how God feels looking into a broken mirror? Talk about seven years of bad luck ever since Adam and Eve. God has been looking into a broken mirror here on earth. Don't get bent out of shape about gray hair in a flabby midsection. God looks into a mirror that was designed to reflect goodness. That was designed to reflect love. And what does God see in this mirror? Well, Scripture tells us because of Jesus, God's mirror, it's not broken anymore. It's been repaired. Remember how I talked about in making a mirror, the back of the glass, you pour that silver on there? Well, Jesus covered our brokenness. Jesus covered our sins. His sacrifice was once and for all. Jesus covers our sins. So when God sees the mirror, God sees God. As it was supposed to be at the beginning. Romans 8.1 tells us there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As you remember this from last week, in the beginning, Jesus was. Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. So in other words, when God looks into this mirror covered in the love of Jesus Christ, God sees God. Once again, the mirror of God has been repaired. Jesus did that. Someone say amen. Jesus did that. So today, as I close, I just want, I want you, it's a simple message. We're talking about mirrors. It's pretty simple. I want you to take three things away. First, you were created to be a mirror. Not, not just look in a mirror. You are created to be a mirror. So don't spend all your time in front of a mirror. I pray that you will become a mirror. Show God to the world. Show God to the world. Spend some time in your Bible so that you can kind of go nuclear and reflect that. So that you can start glowing. That'd be awesome. Hi. I see you're getting a tan. <laughs> you know, soak it in. <laughs> be a mirror. Reflect God to the world. There are many uses for mirrors. Find your use. Maybe your use is to kind of come alongside someone and let them see they're not quite dead yet. We were talking Monty Python the other night. Not quite dead yet. Maybe that's your use. Many uses for a mirror. Find yours. May you reflect a creative God. Number two, Jesus made sure that you were once again able to be a mirror of God. Fully restored. Fully repaired. The sacrifice of Jesus set things right. Sins are forgiven. Relationship with God once again made possible. You've been returned to your mirror status. You are now a mirror. You have mirror status. So make God happy. When God looks into the mirror, let God see God. The likeness of God in which you were created. Jesus makes this possible. If you're having a hard time with any of this, 
I pray that you come and talk to uh, Pastor Donna or myself or even schedule a time sometime during the week. I'd love to talk with you about how Jesus has repaired the brokenness and the mirrors and is constantly doing that. Because three, it is a constant thing. The third thing I want you to take away is blemishes. Even as a mirror, you're going to look in a mirror from time to time. When you do, you may see some blemishes that seem kind of discouraging to you. And you don't like what you see. I want you to know that if you didn't have these blemishes, you would experience the joy of the transformation in a totally different way. God is working in your life. And if you were already perfect, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get to see that aspect of God. That reparation, that repairing in your life. So what would the point be if you were already perfect? No, your blemishes, your shortcomings and your struggles, God can fix those. God can fix each and every one of them. God can then be reflected through the fixing of those. So allow God to show up and show off in your life. Don't edit those blemishes out. Don't edit out the blemishes. Don't use Photoshop. If that's all you do, they're still there. They haven't magically vanished just because you have a perfect Instagram selfie. No. Don't do that. Allow God to show up and show off in your life fixing each blemish. The world will see God reflected in that transformation. And it may not take place overnight, but it will take place. You may lose 20 pounds, gain 40 Lose a bit, gain a bit more. Might be a long haul. But every little victory that you experience in your life could be a big victory for someone else. So reflect that victory. Let someone else be inspired by your transformation, what God's doing in your life. Those are the three things that I want you to take away today. If you take anything more than that, it's just part of that ever-increasing glory that our scripture spoke of. So, don't look in the mirror, be a mirror. Jesus made it possible for you to be that mirror so that you can reflect God. And thirdly, even if the journey is long, it's worth it. Because it shows God every step of the way, every wrinkle, gray hair, limp, and blemish along the way. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you are, are constantly working on us. You're, you're fixing us. You're repairing us. You're taking what was broken and making something beautiful. And the way that you reflect yourself in our lives is just astonishing to me. I pray that you will, that you will work in us so that we become mirrors. So that we become mirrors of, of you in the world that so desperately needs to see your face. Replacing our blemishes day after day. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray that you will continue to work mightily in this way. Amen. We have a good, good Father, amen? amen? Who is perfect in all of his ways. So as mirrors, image bearers of God, of creation, of the divine, guess what? We're to reflect that. And we may have blemishes, but God will cover them over, not with Instagram, not some band-aid. God will fix them. When God does, we're going to reflect that perfection so much more. 
So go with that knowledge. Go with grace. Go with peace. Go with love and mercy. Go with even the mercy to overlook some blemishes in some of your friends, some of your family members, some of your enemies' lives. And as you do, may you reflect God to the world. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace.